successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com as well as online at uh, GrillNationShow.com and iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Uh, appreciate you joining us today. I hope you're having a great week so far. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I'm also on Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation with Jason Grill who uh, provide the uh, some great guests for us every week. They also contribute. They also provide financing. Uh, they are great partners and supporters, and without them, we couldn't bring the show to you every week. They're awesome people. We have Trust, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Kenny Ertz Perry, Catalyst, The Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange, Jay Rieger Co., Kansas City Power and Light District, and Two West Advisors. I want to thank all of our co-sponsors, or excuse me, our co-hosts and contributors, as well as Andrew Bash, John Kenny Ertz, Danny Pfeiffer, Ryan Maybe, and Ryan Rink. On today's show, it's uh, it's the beginning of a new year, and uh, you know we've been talking to a lot of CEOs and, and and business leaders, and we haven't really got a focus yet on kind of you know trying to run your business in a better way and also provide for your your family, your your friends, but also have a a, a better life, a life that you don't have to be grinding nonstop, and you can actually take some time to work smarter, not harder, and build your business in, in certain ways. And so, on our first segment today. We're going to have a longtime friend of the show. He came on when we were Entrepreneur KC um, and has always been kind of a, a supporter and uh, one of those people that you just love to talk to because he inspires you and, and he gives you good training advice and coaching. Is Sean Kincaid, who's a Kansas City professional business coach, and he works with business owners who want more control and growth, don't we all, of our business and our lives, and he's with Aspire Business Development. Uh, he's going to come on here in a second, and then he'll join us again for the second segment. The website for him is AspireKC.com. And then our third and fourth segments, another uh, kind of interesting thing that we do from time to time, uh, we have Jason Mackinich, who's the CTO of JTAC, uh, Technology Information Services Company. But I wanted to bring Jason on the show today to talk about some of the uh, things we saw in 2015 and tech trends happening in 2016. Uh, a lot of people with their businesses run into all kinds of questions and concerns uh, with tech and with what what new things they should buy in 2016, and you know what should I do about this? What should I do about that? And Jason is an expert and a contributor to the show, and has always been a a, a really good wealth of knowledge. Um, he he's a very smart in these endeavors, and he will tell you you know what to look out for as far as gadgets this year. He also will tell us about kind of what he sees as some major issues that businesses. And individuals are having that he sees day to day that he can help and answer our questions on. So he'll be on the show as well. Uh, Jason Mackinich, uh, officer and chief technology officer at JTech. 
So I want to get into our first segment here. I appreciate all of you again listening to all of our shows at grillnationshow.com. They're listed there a few days after each show with, with synopsises and guests listed as well at grillnationshow.com. We have Sean Kincaid in studio from AspireKC.com. What's up, Sean? Uh, not much. Another beautiful day. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you again, man. Um, last time I saw you, I think you were somewhere warm and going on a vacation. Yeah. You, you, you were, you were overseas, I think it was, or you just got back from overseas and now you're, you're back to work here in 2016 and, you know, in the cold weather of Kansas City. And it's it's part of the deal. You got some sock one ones on those. So I do. You're nice it, and warm and toasty. These are, actually, these are actually my favorite pair of socks. I love these. They the had gingham a, plaid. <laughs> yeah, the gingham socks have yeah. a little extra uh, material they are, inside. They're, when they're, they're way made. more comfortable. So yeah. uh, so they're a little cozy. Yeah. So uh, tell our listeners again, Sean, um, kind of what you do for a living and a little bit about your background. Yeah, I uh, I work with business owners and entrepreneurs, and I guess the shortest way to say it is help them figure out how to grow their business. Uh, you know business owners have a unique challenge of having to figure things out. And it's not just about, you know, you, you talked earlier about, you know, working smarter, not harder uh-huh. way too was that, many. Was that a saying I shouldn't have said? No, 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 that's exactly <laughs> right. It, you know, it's the idea that in order to get your business off the ground, you have to work really hard, but if you want to grow it, you better start working smart because you, there's only 24 hours in the day. Mm-hmm. And if you just put your head down and try to power through it, you're not going to make it. And so there's kind of a counterintuitive uh, way to grow your business that you have to let go. And most people, you know, it, it's hard to figure that out. And a lot of people, you know, the businesses that fail, it's usually not because it's a bad idea. It's usually because the business owner is exhausted and they can't take anymore. Mm-hmm. But here's my question then. So how, how do you, how, okay, so how, how does that happen? How, how do you go from, how do you give up responsibilities? I guess you would say, cause that's the only way I know to do it is you have to hire other people to help you and join your team. You do. Um, and give away some of the responsibilities, which is something I've always had a problem with. Or but that's always hard too, Sean, because like, let's say you're in a business like I am that's client service related and you know, you bring in the business. They want to they, talk to the man. Yeah. <laughs> they they want to make sure and you have to keep track of all the thing and make sure to manage all the different parts. Sure. Sure. Um, so that's always a struggle. So, so there's a couple different ways to look at it. If you're looking at it strategically and you're purposely trying to build a business that can scale, mm-hmm. then you have to stay away from something that requires a very unique skill set. So if you're, if you're building it around, let's say your unique talent is, so let's say, yeah, like, you well, know, yeah. you're, you, you getting face to face with people mm-hmm. and that's, that's what the whole bu- business is built on. That's going to be really hard to scale because you only have so many hours in the day. Mm-hmm. But if you could package that up, if you could figure out the problem that you're solving, but do it in such a way that it doesn't require all of your personal time. So in other words, you could train somebody else to do it. Now you've got something that, and that that's the issue though, Sean is that you have unique well, skills I, that can't a, be duplicated. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I know a lot of lawyers. I know a lot of people in my industry now, which is media relations and, and government affairs and in crisis communications and, and they're and, trading time for money. Right. But, but here's the thing, like when you have a good base, you're, you're saying building your business is something you want to do. Well, what happens right. to the people that, that have a good, good business, uh, but they don't have fun. Training someone takes away from their ability to get work done. It's an investment. So okay. yeah, you have to look at it as an so investment. So I know a lot of people, whether they're in the legal world or they're in the consulting world or the service world that always, my dad said that to me many times. Right. And he never expanded because he was too busy going to court everywhere. You know, right? And, I don't. I don't have time to pass it on to somebody else. And and it, the, ultimately, it's a choice. 
And so either you're making that choice on purpose and you're choosing to say, okay, I'm going to cap, I'm going to cap my growth and I'm going to just maximize my time. Mm -hmm. Or you make the choice to say, I'm going to make an investment. It's going to be difficult for the next month, year, whatever it is to, to get somebody else on board. And I'm probably going to take a dip in terms of how much money I make. Mm -hmm. But once I get through this dip, if I've trained the right person, I've now potentially doubled my capacity. Right. Or more, depending on how many. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people have no problem doing that. It's 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 kind of the the path of least resistance is, you know what? I'll just do it myself. I know how to do it. It's easier. I'll just do it. Mm -hmm. But if I can, if I can step back and say, I'm going to hand this off to somebody else. And I know they're probably, they aren't as good as I am. Mm -hmm. Uh, The rule of thumb that I've seen. Now, if you're working for someone else, that's always an issue too. Right. Because they won't let go. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you know, the rule of thumb is if somebody can do something at 80% as well as you can, then you should probably let them. Right. And just cross your fingers that nothing that, goes wrong that with it's the client. Good enough. Well, <laughs> I mean, you got to put you gotta go you to gotta checks and balances. Yeah, yeah, checks and balances, and you hope that you can train well enough, and there's some uh, bumps along the road. Sean Kincaid, Aspire Business Development. We'll be right back after the break with more with Sean. We're going to get into some of the books that he's uh, he wants us to look into soon. You're listening to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. Thanks for listening. Running down the street like your hair's on fire thoughts running fast like a man on a wire keep them going crazy though tv and the radio been watching since a baby so i'm representing casey mo hello and welcome back to grill nation with jason grill thanks for joining me today on 980 a.m and talk 980 a.m.com appreciate also listening today on grillnationshow.com where you can find all of our old podcasts and photos of our guests uh, and highlights from our shows. Sean Kincaid from Aspire Business Development is in studio today, AspireKC.com. Sean is a, uh, a great coach, business coach, personal coach. He's a wealth of knowledge, and so from time to time we'd like to have him on the show. And this is the beginning of 2016, and I figured it'd be good to have him on as we kind of try to set our, achieve our goals for the year. Um, now, Sean, one of the things you do is you have a book review. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, every month I, I pick out a business book that I think my clients probably should read, and I know they haven't, and I will summarize it and then do it as a presentation over kind of a breakfast event that that anybody uh, can come into. Okay, and this month or recently you you reviewed a book called Predictable Success. Uh, that's uh, coming up this month. Uh, that's yeah. coming up this month, so yep. a little preview here. Yep. Um, the author is named Les McCown. Is that you say? Uh, McKeon. McKeon, okay. Yeah. He is experienced in credibility, um, and he's done a lot in his life, and he wrote a book on a uh, fascinating model of organi- organizational evolution that makes uh, a lot of sense. It's a roadmap for explaining how organizations, teams, and businesses change over time and what really, truly creates uh, a high-performing group. And now in this book, he talks about five key businesses benefits from operating at the optimal stage. He calls this predictable success. The first one we'll get into is optimal decision-making, the ability to quickly make and implement decisions at all levels. Right. So think think about organizations that you've either been around or maybe that you've been in mm-hmm. where it's clear that something needs to be decided, and you've got organizations that either just don't make a decision or they make a decision in such a way that it's it's bureaucratic, right? It's, oh, well, if this, then that, so we don't even need to talk about it. And those are those are the two balancing points where you've got the chaos of kind of that entrepreneurial environment where, Oh my God, look at all the cool things we could do. (laughs) And then you've got kind of the bureaucratic, you know, overdeveloped company that says, well, this is how we've always done it. So there's no need to make a decision. 
the most effective organizations balance those two things and they make quick decisions, but they make them in such a way that they're, they're looking at risk, they're taking risk, but they're also doing it in a systematic, you know, effective way. And so you've got to be able to balance those if you want to be a really effective organization. That's interesting. That is very true. Number two, goal setting, the ability to readily set and constantly or consistently achieve goals. And, and, and now, what are these? Are these goals for time spent with your family? Is this goals with time out of the office? Is this is this monetary goals? Is in, this in, in new, the, new business goals? In the context that he talks about, it's really an organizational goal. It, I guess it could apply personally, but it's more the idea that uh, you know, SOC 101 is going to roll out a new line of 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 big products. and tall socks. The, the big and tall socks, there. yeah. And and so There's a lot of people with bigger feet here in Kansas City. <laughs> then, exactly, and probably in the Midwest. So, so that's your goal, but it's be able to set that goal and then consistently hit it. And that's really the key is that you have an entire organization that's aligned, that's looking at this and saying, okay, how do we make this happen? It's not a matter of just one guy at the top saying, Hey, I think we should do this. The entire organization is pulling together and that's the legitimate key. goals that you can all work together right. on is, is very key. And I, and it's that alignment piece that, that really makes it work. Mention alignment. Number three, alignment, structure processes and people are in harmony. Right. And, and that's a, it's a really difficult thing. But when you see it in action, when you see an organization that has their act together and they are all in alignment, it's amazing how much they can get done. Mm-hmm. The flip side of that, when you see organizations that don't agree. So there's a, there's a couple of local big companies that have been around for a long time that have a lot of political silos and they fight each other. They don't get anything done because they're constantly fighting each other. And that can happen at any size business. But if you want to get stuff done, you need to be all on the same page and all pulling the same direction. And that's that's the alignment piece. That well, we could have that in Washington, D.C. Yeah. <laughs> perfect example. Nothing yeah, right. gets done. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, accountability. Employees become self-accountable and externally accountable to others. So accountability is interesting because you'd think that that's just obvious. Well, of course, you you know you're going to do what you, you say. Gotta, you're you got to you got to do what you say you're going to do. You're going right. to bill your hours. You're going to sh- have timesheets. But when you have a larger organization and it's not managed correctly, or it's not in alignment, or you have these silos, uh, you know, again, go back to Washington D.C. It's easy to hide, and if people realize they don't have to actually do the work and they don't care and they're not engaged. They're going to go do whatever they want to do, and they don't actually get anything done. How does that happen, though? How often does that happen in organizations? It's oh, it happens it, all the time. See, that that's – I've never been in a business or had a business or been a part of anything except maybe politics. Right. Politics <laughs> is, is a not, perfect that example. That is not accountable, but you are still accountable um, – to to your voters, I mean, if you want to get reelected, I guess in, in um, theory. Although there's a lot of but ways it's, to it's hide. It's not like being accountable at a uh, a law firm or a, right. you know a, a media relations company where you know you got to respond to emails from clients or you got to get drafted petitions done right. and by a certain deadline or you're going to lose your bar license. You're so, going to you're going right. to lose your so job. So you're you're accountable, but there are probably people if the organization gets big enough and if there's enough moving parts, there's people in there that potentially won't be accountable, and that's the mm-hmm. That's the risk that you have to watch out for when it's small and when everybody's, you know, working together and you're all in one room, that's fairly easy because there's visibility. Everybody can see it. It's transparent as you get bigger or as people start hiding behind process, Mm -hmm. then they, Hey, I did all the right things, but I didn't get the right results. It's not my fault. You know, you start hearing people come in with things like that. So, so the idea of being personally accountable is one of the keys that you have to have if you're going to have an effective organization. 
Interesting. Ownership. Employees take personal responsibility for their actions and outcomes. This was number five yep. uh, in the book, Predictable Success. Yeah. So the idea of ownership, I think, is fascinating because when you see the companies that are really, really good and you talk to the employees, they feel like they are part of the company. They feel like they, even if they don't own equity, which most of the time they don't, they feel like they have an ownership stake. They they take it personally. They will It'll be Saturday afternoon and they realize that something needs to get done and they'll just go do it. You know, they take that ownership. They stay awake at night trying to figure out how to make things happen. That's, that's what that ownership piece means. And when you have it, it's like, it's like a turbocharger for a car, right? I mean, your car might move forward without it, but man, it moves a lot faster and smoother when you got something like that going on. Yeah. And those are the five things again, uh, which I think are important. Uh, optimal decision making, goal setting, alignment, accountability, and ownership. Uh, if if a team does all these things, you know what happens? I mean, oh, it's, it's amazing! It's amazing. It's yeah, amazing. I mean it's it's a supercharged organization. They're going to get so much more. Done. And it is achievable and realistic based on what you've seen. And, and it is. It's not easy. Uh, and I think you've got to go into it. That's what's interesting about his model is that he talks about you know there's three growth stages and then three decli- declining stages, and and in order to get to this optimal situation of predictable success you have to mature to it but not go too far so it's again it's that balance of innovation versus bureaucracy Mm -hmm. and so you've got to have some of both in there to in order to make it work so sean kincaid he does these book reviews every month uh they include a breakfast this month's is on tuesday january 26 in corporate woods from 8 to 9 30 um, Sean will guarantee that you'll come away with ideas that will impact your business and you don't even need to read the book. That's right. You get a summary. <laughs> you get a summary um, and check more information out. And, and Sean has a great uh, email list too that you can check out at aspirekc.com and sign up and register for these types of events. But, you know, I mean, I think all those things could help out. You know, as we start 2016, Sean, um, you know, I'd like to have you come in here to kind of refocus us. January is always kind of a – right. I don't know if it's a depressing month here in Kansas City, but it's always kind of like after the holidays are over. You have that that two weeks between Christmas and New Year's, and last year kind of I didn't feel like anyone was doing anything. I mean, right. I was working, but you just it's just a different mindset. And then when January fifth hits, and it's like your email just explodes. With, There's a ton of people at the gym for that. Oh, right, yeah, right. <laughs> um, it just it just goes crazy, and it's it's you get back into the, the hamster wheel of right following through creating things and if you don't stop to have a meeting or a strategic meeting and say here's what we need to do to it just it's the same old stuff right i mean you have to take time i think that's the trap is that people fall into this idea of okay i'm just going to put my head down and go and i'm going to be i'm going to be busy i may not be productive and the difference in my mind between busy and productive is productive you know where you're going you actually have a goal you're you're trying to achieve something as opposed to i'm just getting stuff done so do you do you recommend setting those every year or do a three year or a five year or what, what do you think? So, so I know you talked about kind of looking at off the air at a five year, where do you want to be in five years? Right. But that's the typical question that everyone gets in a job interview, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, and five years is kind of arbitrary. I actually, when we sit down with clients, we'll start with, okay, what's your three year vision at a real high level? It doesn't have to be real specific, but paint a picture of what it is you're trying to achieve. And, and whether it's three years or five years or, you know, 10 years is like forever. You know, these days, I can't, you can't even imagine what the world will be like in 10 years. So, so yeah. three years is something you can imagine, you know, three to five years and, and you kind of paint a picture of where you want to go. And then with that in mind, what do you want to get done this year? What are the five things that if you could get those five I mean, let things me take done, some, let me take some notes here, Sean, <laughs> there you go. I don't have a pen with me, but so what are the five things? If you could get those five things done this year, 
that would make a huge difference in getting you towards that three-year vision. And if you can get five things done that are meaningful, it's a great year. Towards your three-year vision. Yep. And and the problem that most people have is they try to do too much or or they don't think about it at all, one or the other. But if you know, if you ask somebody, well, what's important, what do you need to get done? Most business owners could write down a list of 20, 30, 40 things that, that they'd like to do or they think is important. That's not realistic. And mm-hmm. so studies have shown, experience has shown, you gotta you gotta focus that list down. Pick out what's most important and only do those things. Because you're way better getting something important done than making a little bit of progress on a bunch of things and never getting anything done. Hmm. Need to start writing that list, it sounds like. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, I just think it's a good practice to have what are the five most important things you want to get done this year. And it doesn't have to be five. It could be three. It could be seven. But it should be a manageable number. Sean Kincaid, Aspire KC, Aspire Business Development. Check it out at AspireKC.com. He, uh, he's the man. He, he, great, uh, great motivator, great personal coach, <laughs> great business coach. Uh, I advise you to connect with him. Uh, we're going to try to have him on at least quarterly this year. Uh, when we can get our schedules connected. I uh, appreciate you coming on Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill and appreciate you always motiv- motivating us to, to work smarter, not harder. All right, well, thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming on. Sean Kincaid, Aspire KC. We'll be right back on Grill Nation. Thanks for listening today on 980 AM. First things first, I'm the realest. realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right. I just wanna chill, got a sack for us to roll. Married to the money, introduced her to my stove. Showed her how to whip and now she remakes it for low. She my track queen, let her Hello and welcome to Grill Nation. Thanks for joining us again on Talk 980 AM and 980AM.com. This is your host, Jason Grill. Hope you're enjoying the show today. Man, I get really excited and invigorated whenever Sean Kincaid comes on. I want to thank him for his time today and, uh, yeah, every time I have him on, I know I need to start jotting down some notes. I hope you guys all all listen to that and got something out of that because uh, he's just a, a very smart individual that can help you grow your business and also get more time for yourself and uh, and for your family. He's uh, he's a great guy. I want to thank again our partners and supporters of Grill Nation with Jason Grill. They are Trust, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Andrew Bash, Kenny Hertz Perry, John Kenny Hertz, Catalyst Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer, The Rieger. KC and Jay Rieger and Co., Ryan Maybe, KC Power Light District, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Thanks for partnering and supporting Grill Nation show. Hope you're enjoying the show. And as always, you can find all of our shows, supporters, guests, photos, everything you need at grillnationshow.com. In our next segment, we've had this guest on a couple of times in our, in our former life and also, I believe, on this show. Uh, we'd like to have him on in a former life as the entrepreneur. Casey should let me see that. And uh, mm-hmm. Grill Nation show now that we've been on for close to a year, I guess we should just stop talking about entrepreneur Casey show. Um, but anyways, Jason Makinich is the chief technology officer at JTEC. I did preview him at the beginning of our show. Uh, very smart uh, individual who works in the tech industry and is up to date on basically every gadget, every update, every question you might have. Uh, he's he's won a lot of awards. He actually, when I like to bring this up every time he's on, he was the nominee for GQ's The Gentleman's Fund in July of 2011. So, you know, <laughs> GQ's even recognizing a tech guy. Uh, welcome to the show, Jason McInich. Yeah, thank you. Thanks to, thanks for coming in today. I know I, I kind of contacted you late in the game, but I, I would like to have you on, you know, at the end of the year, yeah. talk about gift ideas or, you know, at the beginning of the year to talk about tech and talk about... Um, you know, a lot of people have questions about things. You know, you, you run a business that you're dealing with people all the time with yeah. 
how do I fix this? What's new? What mm-hmm. should I do? What update should I take? And uh, you've helped me. I got a laptop maybe two or three years ago now, but it's still working, thankfully. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, perfect. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's, what the next one is going to be, but uh, you advised me on that. And then we've talked many times about cell phones. I did purchase the new, uh, not the new, but the uh, iPhone 6S, uh, not the Plus. You have the Plus. Yeah. Um, but you're going to give us some tips on this, too. So yeah. kind of let's get started, I guess, with some of... Uh, some hot topics, I guess you would say, in the in, yeah. in your world. Yeah, in the world of in the world of tech, for us, um, one of the big things uh, that just recently came out, uh, Microsoft is still in the game with a lot of their products, and so if you've ever seen the Surface tablet, mm-hmm. they, which um, I see a lot, a lot of yeah. friends of mine have that. I I we have a PCs at my office, but you know, I yeah. use an Apple. Most of the time, a lot of people use Microsoft Surface. Yeah, they're really gaining a lot of market share, and, and just mostly because they're portable, because people want a tablet, but they still need to be able to use Office applications and other things. So that's been a really good seller for Microsoft. So they actually came out with uh, just recently called the Surface Book, mm-hmm. and it's basically like a MacBook, essentially. It's it's really fancy looking, really nice, um, but it gives you the flexibility of a laptop, but also the... Um, portability of a tablet. So I'm looking that up right now. Yeah, um, it does look a lot like a MacBook. Yeah, it's it? pretty crazy. It's it's almost identical to one. So um, it's very similar. It's a 13 and a half inch screen. It has very similar processors. Uh, the battery life is like around 12 hours, roughly. Um, and then they also have the uh, solid state hard drives built in, which is what Apple's been doing for a couple of years now with their MacBooks. So you'll get about 10 times the performance of a normal hard drive with that. Hmm. Um, so that's really good. And then, so that's um, new for this year. Yeah, for the yeah for that particular one, there the Surface uh, um, Pro and then the Surface tablets they came with solid states as well. But that's a new version of it. Essentially, it's it combines a laptop and a tablet. They do make the Snap on adapters for keyboards, but um, that's not that's not as good as the uh, the tablet here or the the Surface Book that we looked at. It's pretty cool. We've actually tried one out at our office, and the nice thing too is it comes with. Windows 10 Pro built in. So if you're a company that needs to keep your information secure, uh, like encryption and such, it has that functionality built right into it before hmm. you used to have to upgrade and do that with laptops. So it's kind of a nice nice thing it's all built in. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah, and it's about the same as a normal MacBook. They start at about $1,400, and then they go up to, I think the most souped-up one is $3,500. But <laughs> wow. It's kind of a lot for a laptop. But no, right? Yeah. <laughs> so You might as well just buy a... Uh... I don't know what you could buy, like ten iPads. Yeah, for that so price. many. Yeah, so many different things. <laughs> it's like ah, I don't know if I'd do that, but yeah. So that's that's one thing that I see being a really big player this next year in the business world because it, it allows people to have both of those um, under one device. That's something that a lot of our clients and a lot of people in general are just wanting one device. And I think Apple's even coming out to realize with that, with making the bigger phones and. People aren't wanting to carry an iPad and a MacBook and a phone. Yeah, like iPads I don't see as much. I was in a meeting yesterday, and uh, an individual had a very small-looking, like it looked like an iPad, but it, yeah. it was like connected to a keyboard. Yeah, yeah. And it was like all one device. Yeah, they, they do what make some. They usually, it could be an iPad just with a fancy case on it, and they have a Bluetooth keyboard usually. But, um, but it's like all the same color, and yeah, it like functions the same. It it's might, very little. I'll have to see. It might it may be something like that, but they, they have a lot of different ones like that now. Um, and I don't know, the iPads aren't as popular as they once were just because now the phones do so much too. Like we have mm-hmm. people that just use their cell phone for everything, and um, so – and even with laptops, it's almost like it's a it's kind of a hybrid device. It's a certain type of individual, like uh, it works like really me, well like in. a thirty six year old uh, <laughs> person who 
likes the computer. Yeah, and exactly. Doesn't like yeah. putting everything on every device. Yeah, see, and I'm I like the I use my laptop the most and my phone. I don't really use my. I have an iPad. But I don't really use it anymore. It makes me feel sad that I bought it. Actually, I have one too, and I yeah, never use it. I don't use it. I watch movies on it about it, and um, but it works really well in the service industry. If you're like a service person going out on site places, it's really good for that because it's a little bit more portable than a laptop. But otherwise, yeah, I don't see it. And in education, it's really popular, too, because kids can do their textbooks and stuff. So so it does still have a little bit of uh, – um, it's, it's still applicable, and it's still used in a lot of different yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Depending on your industry, it's still a very awesome tool. So just not as popular as it used to be. So Interesting. <laughs> yeah. What else you got? Um, one of the other things I thought I'd mention, we kind of talked about it uh, before – Possibly, but the solid state hard drive upgrades that you can get um, if you have an older MacBook or even if you have a new. What PC is an older, older MacBook to you? Um, it would probably or be older MacBook Pro. Yeah, an older MacBook or MacBook Pro. It would be probably like around between 2007 and up to like 2012 or 2013. So that's I think what I got. That's what I got. Yeah, I think that they made it. Um, they the newer ones come with solid state hard drives built into them and flash memory. So. What are um, those again? Um, those are just basically it's a hard drive that has no moving parts. So that's usually the cripple point or bottleneck on a computer. It'll um, you can upgrade the memory. A lot of times people think they need to have more memory, but it's really the hard drive. The read and write speed is what dictate how fast the computer ultimately runs when you're opening multiple things. Mm-hmm. And so um, what we've been doing with a lot of our clients is putting in solid state hard drives. The prices have went down significantly. Um, they started at only $75 now. That a couple years ago was 300 bucks just for that small drive. And there, you don't get as much storage for the price. So 120 gigs is 75 bucks, but you can buy a terabyte for the same price. So hmm. it's ultimately you're, um, impacting the speed versus the, uh, uh, storage capacity essentially. But it is slowly starting to get lower and it's becoming more of a mainstream thing. But that's something that we do for people all the time. Even businesses will just come in and, we actually have the ability to clone their stuff, so they won't used to with most tech companies. You'll come in, you put a new drive, and you have to set everything up from scratch. It takes forever, two to three hours per computer. We clone them, so literally you pop the new drive in, and it looks just like your old stuff, except your computer works ten times faster. So it's a, it's a pretty slick upgrade. Really? It's really worthwhile even for your home computer, but for businesses, we've been doing them a lot too. Um, just to opening up, you would actually be amazed at uh, – how much faster it makes things like open up Word Word documents, for instance, if you're in office and um, it takes a split second versus, you know, sometimes 30 seconds that they'll just, just sit around. And, and, and what is the cost of this again? Um, they start at 75 bucks depending on the uh, the size of drives. Most businesses, since they're either using a file server or they have a cloud-based type of um, storage for their business files. They don't need a ton of storage, so like 120 gigabytes is more than sufficient for their business computers. Um, but they go up from there. The terabytes are still really expensive. Those drives are, I think, $400 still. Mm. But um, So if you need a ton of storage, it's still a lengthy or a price, pricey uh, upgrade. So but. how do I – so do I need more storage on this thing, you think? Um, it doesn't seem very slow yet. Yeah, no, yeah, you're probably <laughs> fine. Yeah, it mostly it depends on um, with well, and actually, since yours is the MacBook that has the solid state, you probably will never have a slowness issue. So it's more or less people. Let's knock on, yeah, let's yeah, knock on this marble. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm very happy with Apple. Yeah, um, they're pretty slick. Yeah, they are. Um, 
what else you got for us? And then in our next segment, I want to talk about some some tips you have. Yeah, sure. For the iPhones. Yeah, sure. The well, one of the biggest things that we've been doing a lot, especially for small companies up to um, larger businesses, is doing voice over IP installs. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, moving them away from traditional PBX phone systems, which is where all of it comes into one main building or part of the building, and then distributed out through the building and. Uh, it's usually very expensive that way, the traditional way, if you're using a traditional phone line. That's the one-time pay, though, or does that? Um, that's Typically, yeah, you, you one-time pay, and then you pay your phone company like um, for a block of numbers, essentially. So, And then they charge you long-distance fees and stuff, too. So it ends up being kind of costly for larger companies, um, even a smaller company. If you're wanting a lot of our clients, especially once they grow, they start out with a cell phone, for instance, but then they don't want everyone calling that cell phone. Um, I've experienced this myself, actually, because I started out being a one-man show, and now mm-hmm. I have a staff, and everyone calls me. So we, my phone number, actually, we ported into our phone system. So now if you call it, it actually calls the office, which is great. But cool. um, but uh, you can do that with a business uh, phone system now. It's very affordable. You don't have to have that initial hardware investment, which is nice, because it used to be you know twenty, thirty thousand dollars for those phone systems. The average person cannot do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you now, can do it over over. Yeah, voice over IP through the internet. But we have diff- we have a whole range of companies we work with. We work with a lot of them so much that we can actually get the equipment for free for most of our clients, which is cool. So the phones, so it really doesn't cost a business much to switch. Um, Interesting. And we do month to month as well. So. Jason Mackinich, JTech, go JTech.com. We'll be right back with more with Jason after the break. You're listening to Grill Nation Show. I turn the music up, I got my records on. I shut the world outside until the lights come on. Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. Here I am, uh, Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. GrillNationShow.com and also online at iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Uh, connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grum, also on all of the social media handles, uh, Snapchat. I'm kind of getting into Snapchat, so follow me on Snapchat mm-hmm. at Jason Grill and also on Instagram at Jason Grill, too. Thanks for listening today. It's been a great show. Hope you're enjoying it um, and hope you're staying safe out, safe out there as it always is. We're dealing with snow and ice in January. Uh, one of the things that's hot right now, we're talking to Jason Mackinich. From CTO and, and just a great entrepreneur at JTech. Their website is Go JTech. Uh, that's T E K, not mm-hmm. that's not T E C H T E K. Go T E K dot com. Um, he is a great guy, and he comes on once in a while. We're going to try to have him on quarterly this year again, like Sean. But he uh, he was talking to me off air about some some new updates with Apple. Uh, and the iPhone. Let's talk about that. Why don't we, Jason? Yeah, sure. So um, the new um, Apple, you know, obviously releases the iOS updates. Uh, Nine has been out for a while. They periodically release fixes and things as they figure out glitches. And one of the next uh, updates, it's out for developers right now. So people that have uh, apps and stuff that code for Apple have the ability to use it. Um, but you can uh, update soon, probably in the next six weeks, I imagine it'll be out. It's 9.3. Um, and one of the biggest things that I think is cool, I was telling you about that it will let you, um, They'll change it to where when you want to go to sleep at night, if you read your phone, uh, the the light wakes you back up in the back of the screen. So the blue light. What do you light, mean wakes you back up? Well, it's because it's, because here's what I do. I'll read it. I'll, I'll look at Twitter at night. Yeah. I'll usually 
fall asleep. I, I get through my Twitter feed and then I'll, I'll be tired. Yeah. But you're saying it actually keeps you awake. Yeah. I it don't know. Maybe keep... I'm, I am jealous of you yeah. if that's the case. Cause yeah, no, it happens to me with, uh, and I think a lot of people, maybe it doesn't affect everyone, but there's something with the light. Um, it, it triggers your brain to stay awake, I guess, and, mm. um, and to not get tired. You can still be tired, but if you're reading through your phone or reading through Facebook or something or emails, the backlight of the screen can cause you to, especially with an iPad or iPhone, it'll, cause you to wake back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're fixing that with it where it'll actually have a sleep mode and you can set it as a schedule to where it'll do it automatically. The screen will dim to more of a yellow, kind of like reading a book, essentially like the paper on a book. Um, and then it'll turn off automatically in the morning. It's kind of going to be an interesting feature. I'm, I'm wanting to see if it actually mm-hmm. works. So that is interesting. Um, yeah. So that's, that's something that they are addressing. Um, and I don't know if the Samsung or Android products do that or not. I haven't ever heard of that, but. I do know that it's it seems to be an issue with most screens, like laptops the same way, like any type of screen like that that you're reading from at night can kind of wake you back up. But Interesting. Uh, what are some other, uh, uh, you know, I, I mentioned the iPhone 7 will probably yeah. come out late in this year, right? Yeah, I think they'll announce it in March probably. So, But I hope they don't make the phones any bigger than this. I, I, yeah. like, I, I, I was telling you, like, so there's a feature when you, when you have it in your hand trying to reach the done button, but apparently you can just tap tap on the yeah, on the uh, home button. On the home yeah. button. See, yeah. that's the problem is I yeah. don't know any of this stuff. No, that's so, all right. Yeah. So, you know, you look at these articles, top 10 new things about yeah. your iPhone, but it's, it's hard to remember all yeah. these different features it with is. every update. It is. Well, and actually, they just added that to the 6 recently because it was only a 6 Plus feature for the longest time because it's for people that when you're holding your 6 Plus, you can't really touch the top of it. It's so too, it's, it's too yeah. big of a phone. And so even if you have like crazy long fingers, you can't touch the top. So. But yeah, it allows you to get like to the top left or top right of because, anything. Because yeah, because um, when you're reading an article and like in Twitter, it takes you to an article and you mm. you're done with it, but you can't reach up there. Yeah, yeah. So, is there any other little cool tidbits you could tell me real quick? Um, I know we don't have a well, phone on. We're not people oh, aren't watching a, us, but no, that's all right. Well, one of the things that I actually our clients do all the time. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but people put their phones on do not disturb by accident all the time. I'm actually not sure how they do it. But if basically if you see if you all of a sudden aren't getting phone calls, you're just getting voicemails or your text messages aren't going through or uh, notifications, you'll notice there's usually a moon up in the top right of your corner of your screen up by the battery bar. Um, that's something that people accidentally do. It basically do not disturb essentially means it sends all your calls to voicemail. And mm. um, and so if you do that, you just swipe up from the home screen for many screen as long as the phone's unlocked and just make sure you turn the moon off. And so that's so. What a, it actually does that do not disturb do? Um, what it does, it just prevents it from if the screen's locked, like if it's just sitting on your desk locked, it won't vibrate or ring or make any noise at all. So, like if you're in a meeting, for instance, I always usually will do it then. The only downside is if you have it unlocked, if you're using your phone, it'll still make like a vibrate noise or pop up. But it's made for mostly if it's in your pocket, like if you're at like church for something or a school or something where you don't want to the noise of the vibration to even make noise. It's kind of a way to kind of hide that essentially. So interesting. I've never um, used that before. Yeah, it's kind of a cool feature. It just came out this last year with the newest update. Um, one of the other things uh, that I that actually I I see with most of our clients and even just friends and family, the Apple for whatever reason straight out of the box doesn't give you the battery percentage. Do you have the battery percentage shown on yours? Or I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do. So most people don't have that turned on. Um, so they just have the little battery bar. And so it's really a simple thing. It's in, um, just settings now. And then there's a battery, um, option and then it's called battery percent percentage. You just swipe it. But, and speaking of that too, one of the cool things that just came out with iOS nine is the low power mode. 
So it's really cool if you've ever have you ever used the low power. I, I, you, you have to turn that on, right? Yeah, you do have to turn it on. But what's cool at twenty percent, it'll automatically prompt you. Normally, it'll say low battery at twenty. I, it'll say, "Do you want to enable low power mode?" And you can hit it. So. See, I don't get that. It just says low power at twenty. Yeah, is there so, a button when it comes on that you can click on? Yeah, you can. Yeah, it should be. It should be at twenty percent. It does, and then it'll do it again at ten percent. It'll, it'll give you a warning. Yeah, just a warning, and um, it does make a huge difference. I will say because when my phone gets down to like, I usually will do it about thirty percent or so, and it'll last like the whole rest of the night. If I'm out and about, for instance, um, I don't want my phone to die while I'm out somewhere, but. Um, you do low power mode, it'll just keep so it. So does it, it does give you a warning. It does, it should, yeah. You can 20, click on something or uh, you have to go into the settings. Yeah, 20% is what it is the threshold it'll do, but otherwise you can go into settings and hit battery and then it's called low power mode, so. Um, so you actually have to turn that on. Yeah, you do okay. have to usually turn it on and then it, it'll stay on until you shut it off or once it gets, I believe, 80% charged your battery, it'll kick off automatically. So hmm. it's kind of a cool feature. I don't know exactly how much longer it lasts, but it definitely does make a difference. My phone, it, when it hits twenty percent, it's gone pretty much after that. So um, this will keep it like. And the then the three D feature has been nice too. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I have and, that on, and you just touch an app, and it lets you do whatever you want real quick. Yeah, it is really cool. That's a the three D touch is really super awesome. Actually, very neat feature that they did, and more more developer uh, developers will have stuff coming out with that with their apps a lot of them only just kind of the mainstream ones had it at first but now they're all pretty much getting it to you want to you want to touch on real briefly we'll talk about this maybe in the future uh apple watch yeah sure uh, we have a minute 30 left in the show sure yeah so it's pretty cool i mean if you're a business owner or just a busy professional it's really handy to get your notifications um i've had one since i believe july or august i forget when i got it but been a very cool feature but so you, why you've been looking at your wrist this yeah, whole interview? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's every time that, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's That's the only downside is everyone thinks I'm like, ah, oh, I got to head out. You got a phone call. Yeah. You got to get out of here. But it's, uh, it's late. Yeah, it's the that's the only downside to it. But it's really handy. You can make it to where the notifications are silent. They just vibrate on your wrist, too, um, where you can make it with an audible ding. Um, it's really handy. Straight out of the box, though, you do need to turn off some of them because literally it comes with every notification possible. So you're if you get... If you have a whole bunch of apps like ESPN or anything that just or Facebook, those every time that those do something, it would come into your watch straight out of the box. And so you got to play around with it a little bit and customize it to your needs. But otherwise, it's pretty. So cool. you've been so, liking it? Yeah, I've really liked it a lot. I, anytime I get an important email, I don't have to pull my phone out. I can literally just see it there, and you can even read your email on it. I wouldn't recommend it because it's not that big of a screen, but you can uh, at least see like, oh, I need to get back to that person or whatever. And you can respond and answer just kind of like a Dick Tracy watch. So <laughs> hey, do you, do you, yeah. do you just type on the, on the yeah, watch? Um, you actually, so you, you touch on it and then um, you can send emojis or quick little um, responses, but otherwise you have to use your voice with it. So voice to text with Siri. Um, so I can say something on it and it'll just, it reads it back and you can send it as audio or um, I need to through. use voice to text more often. Too. I do too. I kind of forget about it until I use the watch. But yeah, it's it's gotten a lot better. Siri's gotten a lot more improved over the last couple of years. So Jason Mackinich, CTO, JTech, uh, one of our great advisors here on Grill Nation Show. Visit him at gojtech.com. He's the man. Thanks for coming on Grill Nation. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening today to Grill Nation Show. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll check you again next week. Connect with us on Twitter at Jason Grill and GrillNationShow.com. Thanks for listening.